Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Thanks for joining us today, David. Well, thank you for having me. Today's topic is about sportsmanship, and I think that this is such a great one for both parents and kiddos Mm -hmm. that we all need reminders about how to be a good sport. You know, this has become uh, a very real part of my life now. I'm, I'm a coach for the five-year-old soccer team. Oh. <laughs> and so I have learned a lot about sportsmanship and the importance of teaching what it means to be a good sport to uh, specifically five-year-olds. And uh, But while that's not unique to them, really to, to everyone, and, and while it's not always fun to have those conversations, it is critical to talk to children about the importance of not giving up the inevitability of losing every now and then, and perhaps the most important aspect of sportsmanship, which is then congratulating or celebrating with the winner. Right. Uh, I will say, as I think about sportsmanship, and especially with little kiddos like the five-year-old soccer, or in in our case, it's you know seven-year-old soccer. <laughs> that sometimes you know there there can be children that they take loss really hard, and Absolutely. there's tears. Yes. Sometimes parents can be very upset. <laughs> And and I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I don't think either one of my kids have ever taken sports that seriously that they get to the point that they're just distraught if they lose. But it is kind of a fine line that, that you have to walk of, you know, encouraging them to do well and try their best and work their hardest, but then also to not have them on the other end of being the child that's laying in the grass kicking and screaming if they don't win. And that's so true. The truth of the matter is nobody likes to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what I've found even with my my son is much better on team sports. Uh, when he plays with a team, if they lose, I don't see it as much. Now, if we're at home playing mousetrap oh. two nights ago uh, <laughs> and he loses, it is, I mean, the wheels come loose. We have that problem too. It's just absolute meltdown. And I've seen it with other children around his age, uh, and it does seem to be around board games or one-on-one contests. And so there are some tips. Uh, the first one is to know that we none of us like to lose and that the goal of playing, and, and I try to try to make this evident, and I don't always do a good job of it, but I try to make it evident with my children when I play that this is we're just playing to have fun. The goal of us playing is to have fun fun. and that winning doesn't equal being good and losing doesn't equal being bad. Like most of the games we play like mousetrap or shoots and ladders or you name it, Candyland, it's it's just probabilities, right? It's just a luck. It's just a luck game, you know? And so there's no real strategy to that. And that can be discerning that, you, you know, you made one little roll of the dice. Next thing you know, you're winning or you're losing a shoot in the ladder and you go down, the, <laughs> go down the shoot and you're back at the start. You're like, no, you know, it can be frustrating, but it's it really is just about having fun. And some of the ways we can do that uh, that I would encourage and some of the research encourages is to not let them win every time. You know, if you let your children win every time you play with them, it sets them up from an unrealistic expectation that they're going to be first in everything, that they're really gifted. 
And kids need to feel what it's like to win as much as they need to feel like what it's like to lose because both of those lessons, I think, play out in, in real-life problems. Games are practice for other things in life like solving problems or social interactions. Yeah. So I will say that we've gotten to the, the point at home that it's no longer – even if I wanted to let them win, that I don't, I don't have that ability that, you, you know, that they've gotten old enough that they're kind of equally as competitive with us. Because like you say, a lot of it's probability, but they understand the rules enough that they know how to play, that it's no longer mom and dad can just, you know, that they, they win on their own, that we have just as equal chance of losing as, as what they do. But it is still hard for, for our little one that she'll get, you know, as, especially if it's a long game. We play some rounds of Monopoly at home that can take sometimes <laughs> days, right? Because we have to we have to take breaks. That if it's a long game and she's really invested herself in it and she feels like that she's losing, she can really get upset. And we just have to say, well, we'll quit. You, you know, if you can't yeah. if you can't play till the end, then we'll just stop. And that's a really good point. So uh, a lot of times the question becomes, well, okay, so the game started. And the tantrum has begun because the child lost. Now what do I do? And for parents that are asking that, a good thing to do is to just quietly put the game away, separate the child. If there's a crowd of people, if there's multiple players, then just to excuse the child from the audience, trying to remove the audience so it's not such an issue. And then later address what happened and talk to them about the emotions and understanding that, you know, losing is hard and it's not fun, but we're doing this to have fun. So how can we do that? So I think there are ways to have those addresses, but it's also important to, to allow them to win sometimes. So in my case, having a young children, I could beat my son at basketball every time I play, right? I'm, and I should be. There's no pat on the back for that. Right. I, sh- I shouldn't feel good about that inside. But there is something that I don't want to just beat them down, right? Letting your child lose teaches them flexibility, resilience, how to cope with disappointment. But there is a need. It was funny. There's a neuroscientist who was doing research on rats by the name of Dr. Pantsep. And um, what he learned, I may have slaughtered his last name. What we learned, though, is that he, in studying rats, the larger rat would have to let the smaller rat win in the wrestling match 30% of the time if he wanted to continue to wrestle with that with that rat. And so the way that – I know we're not talking about rats here. <laughs> but the way that that translates to parenting is that when we're playing a child – in a sport or in a game, we, we can't dominate them all the time. We do have to allow them to, to get some wins so that they find the fun in it and they'll continue to, to So is there anything too. about as our kiddos get older, since I no longer feel like I have the ability to beat them at things, that they need to let me win <laughs> to, keep, to keep me engaged and keep me playing? Absolutely. I think this is, I think it goes both ways, right? The 30% <laughs> rule, I think, applies for parents as much as it does yeah. for children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that my ability to win at, at this stage Especially as you know, as the t- the teen years, you, you, you know that my son's ability to beat me at almost anything now is is great. And and I will say on his dad too, right? That yeah. the older and stronger that he gets, that it becomes more fun to try to try and compete with dad and try and beat beat dad down. So yeah, you've got that to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, I know <laughs> the wrestling is going to have to stop in a couple of years, or I'm going to lose miserably. 
One of the other things you, you mentioned in that the parents, a lot of times at these sporting events, can really be losing their minds. They're not showing good sportsmanship. And that really is a key. One of the things we want to remember is that winning is not easy. And what I mean by that is, is trying to keep yourself, you know, we don't want our children to win. And then, and, and my son is, is, again, he's five, so I've got grace for him. But just to depict the, the, the struggles that we have is that when he wins, he puts it in everybody's face. He'll tell his sister she's no good. He'll tell his mom, <laughs> his mom and me, yeah, I whooped you. You know, he gets really excited about this win and trying to help him understand that, hey, winning, we don't tell the other team that they're, they're poor losers or they're not good. We congratulate them. And so as parents, we need to make sure we're practicing what we preach. If we're playing tennis, we and I beat Ellen, it's not just eat my racket and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, it's not, right. it's not, it's not jumping around and, and, and doing that. But we want to practice what we want, we preach. Starting with some expectations is good for children too and letting them know, hey, you know, we, last time we played this game, there was some crying at the end of it, or we were, we're not going to cry. This isn't going to, it's not about winning. This is about having fun. So I think sometimes setting that expectation and then framing some of the sports as fun and not always asking, did you win? Uh, I, I have a real problem with that. You know, my son comes back from a game. I want to know who won. Uh, a lot of times I'm setting him up for failure to show that it is about winning. Right. And so, you know, maybe that question is, did you have fun? Right. You know, what was the best part of the game? What mm-hmm. was the hardest part of the game? And then letting our kids own their own activities. You know, there is a lot of research that shows that parents who over control or try to control too much. We call that over parenting. Helicopter parenting was a term that was that was used for parents that just kind of hover over their children. We really need to allow the children to to have their own rules in play. And when there are disagreements when they're playing, and I hear this a lot at my house when the kids are playing, just to kind of stand by and allow them to deal with those as children. The, oftentimes they don't need my my interjections at all. They don't need my support or help in that. The only time I would step in is if there is a physical altercation. If children are fighting, then I'll get in there and and break them up. But most of the time, what I've found is children do a really good job of managing uh, disagreements among themselves. And so allowing children when they play to, to play by their own rules, so to speak. Right. Just listening to you talk, I'm thinking about my my brother. He volunteer coaches fifth and sixth grade boys basketball. Mm-hmm. And he's done this for several <laughs> years now. And it's just he gets a lot of true enjoyment out of it. He, he's one of those guys. He, he doesn't have a child that plays on the team. He just really enjoys coaching basketball. And he's had a couple of really good teams with really good parents. And and they've done really well. They, they won the city championship and that type thing. And then this year he had a new team at a new school, and it was really a struggle. (laughs) But one of the things that he struggled with most, it wasn't that the boys weren't as talented as his previous teams, and it wasn't that he didn't think that he could coach them. It was the parents interjecting. Oh, yeah. From the stands that he would draw up plays or he would tell the, the kiddos what, what it was that they need to do and that the parents would yell something different from the stands. And he actually said at one game this year that he had he had a child just freeze in the middle of the basketball court because he didn't know whether to listen to his coach mm-hmm. or he didn't know whether to listen to the parent mm-hmm. to the point that they had to have a parent's meeting. 
and explain wow. that that you can't coach from the stands, that, you, you know, you're not helping your child, you're not helping the team, and that we, we run plays, we practice plays. But he actually had to to pause and say, you know, as parents, we're all on the same team here, and we're all Thank trying to, to help the, t- the team win. So I think it's all good reminders for parents and yes. coaches and and ways that we can help our kiddos succeed. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, that is what it's about, right? Teaching sportsmanship, good sportsmanship, is teaching children success in later life. Great. Thanks so much, David. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.